This is Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say, on the air. Tuning you into the Latino literary renaissance in all its splendor. Interviews, teatro, rap, fiction, poetry, memorias, composer spotlights, and more. Always mas. Thanks for tuning in. You are experiencing a multi-platform broadcast of Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say on the air. We're coming at you on social media, but of course, we always go home so you can listen to us on 90.1 FM, KPFD, Houston's community station. You can also watch us on www.fox26houston.com. Today, we're celebrating releases of two collections of poetry, two down vatos join us. Roberto Tejada and Rodrigo Toscano will be joining us. About to bring them up on there. Hey, I'm Tony Diaz, a Libro Traficante. Happy to join you tonight. Thanks so much for tuning in. However you're catching this, maybe it's live. Maybe it's in a history class. Maybe it's an underground library that the Libro Traficantes have created for you. Now more than ever, we need to band together to get some of our work out there. And that's what we're all about. Want to bring in our dear friends who, of course, are celebrating their new works. We have with us Roberto. ¿Cómo estás, Roberto? Muy bien, Tony. Muchas gracias. Hola, Rodrigo. Hola, hola. Our new friend, Rodrigo. Bienvenido, Rodrigo. Gracias. Bueno estar aquí. ¿Cómo están ustedes? Muy bien, gracias. Bien. Hey, we're, we're celebrating both of your new books, so we'll be having you both read from them in a little bit. Uh, of course, Roberto is here from Houston, so you're at a short walk away over at the University of Houston, and we've got to hang out while we've been doing work for the BIPOC Arts Network. So, feliz, saludos, mi amigo. Great to see you. Felicitaciones en tu nueva obra que está saliendo. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Great to work with you on that, uh, on that panel on the BIPOC. Fantastic. And today you're co-hosting. And Rodrigo, oye, you're desde New Orleans y otras partes. Tell us exactly where you're at right now and, and tell us a little bit about your trajectory. Bueno, bueno, uh, I've been here in, 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 in New Orleans for uh, almost six and a half years now. And before that, I was in New York City for 16 years. Before that, I was in San Francisco for about uh, four or five years. And I'm originally from San Diego, California. 619. Uh-huh. Oh, 619. Oh, you remember, Roberto, because that's where I lived there too for a while. De it's cada lado. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. And so I, I have uh, family on both sides of the border. And uh, my my mother's family is from Ensenada. And, and, and my father is sort of a, you know, was one of those Chicanos in California forever and a day. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, this yeah. Chicano from Texas is happy to, to, to saludarte, felicitarte. And we're going to start off by treating you both as poets because you both do a lot of work in the community, which is fantastic. But as I know happens, people sometimes forget that we are uh, poets and writers. I'm going to say first, if we have to put things in order. Um, so, Rodrigo, I want people to know the name of your book, the title of the poem you're reading for us. And then once you read it first, we're going to come back, uh, get our take on it, get Roberto's take on it. Pero más que nada, disfrutar de tu obra. 
this new book of mine is, is called uh, The Charm and the Dread. It's a book of poetry. It's published by Fence Books. It was published just in January of 2022. I'm going to be reading a poem from this called Brown Lives. Brown lives, the phrase, as is, don't matter in Mexico. The shades are endless. Where draw the line? You'd go quite mad. What matters in Mexico is lana, cold cash, how much, how far the flow, what things, what folks you gather around you. Of course, colorism thrives in Mexico, weighs in, tips scales, but saying and insisting brown lives, the phrase as is, is sacred, is blurry talk, happy talk, won't supply the flow, the things, the folks you gather around you, the line when drawn would shift yearly, monthly, the haggle would matter to oligarchs a lot, the haggle would matter to academia even more, brown lives, Whole departments might thrive, service lines, blurring oligarchs, long game. Still, though, colorism thrives in Mexico. It hurts. It works for some, for sure. Same families have winners and losers. It's important to confront colorism, frankly. But lana, go see, take in, don't flinch, draws lines on top, down below, both sides, makes box in Mexico. Boxes matter not lines that shift weekly, daily. You'd go quite mad demarking where, jumping back, jumping over, vying to drag stuff here to there and back, stuck in a box in Mexico, decaled with brown lives, matter merch, donated by happy oligarchs of oil, of telecom, of finance, Beachfront empires, foreground to hillside slums, background to nervous middlings, frozen between, undecided about lines, boxes, which matter and why, earning zeal, spending zeal to audit. Mexico lindo is necessary. The peso plunging today, 10%. Así, mano. Good stuff. Hablando de la lana. The bandwidth is, I read it usually slower than I do. It's, uh, the bandwidth is, you can see, is it's quite rapid. Nice. And, yeah, so. And it's got that cadence. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't read it the turbo because I wanted to have the words be understood more than And is it the bandwidth of, generally of the book? No, well, there's a lot of poems like that, Roberto. Uh, there's maybe like 30% are in that bandwidth. And then there's um, actually a lot of sonnets. In the I've book. heard you read from the sonnets. That's what I was curious about. Yeah. The percussive elements of, of Brown Lives, for example. And I know some of the sort of uh, Baroque sonnets that, that also form part of this, of this collection. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's, there's, an, there's one or other two modalities. But... Um, but those those are the two main ones in in this book, the charm and the dread. The sort of yeah, sort of baroque, formal, you know, uh, very rhetoric heavy um, kinds of uh, sonnets, and then kind of you know 
letting go of the signs, all this sort of sparkly way of, 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 of referencing things that, that, that the poem Brown Lives does. Um, you know, just kind of like riffing, you might say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure what else you're going to read uh, this evening, but maybe you might want to say something about the ways in which you sort of layer. The reason I use the word Baroque is it seems to me that your work is uh, built on these sort of impastoed painterly layers of yeah. language from technology, oh. popular culture, mass media, yeah. uh, rasquachismo. I see, you know, it, well, you know, it's funny, uh, you know, I, I play uh, uh, Baroque uh, music on the on, on piano and, and the harpsichord both. And I didn't it's not know that. A, Dang. It's, so it's, it's, it's not an exaggeration that I literally know, um, you know, Baroque aesthetics and procedures and, and, and more than more than that, like sensibility and tolerance toward those, you know, layered figurations. Um, and of course, you know, um, a, a mania for variation, mm. right? Um, so, so very much my work, um, I think, reflects sort of my musical tastes. Uh, to, to, you know, um, uh, Thelonious Monk is, a, is another composer that I really mm. admire that also has layerings and figurations, is very kin to that sort of Baroque kind of, um, uh, you know, high rasquachismo, you know. <laughs> And I think also one of the other elements of the Baroque is the uh, appeal of paradox. So even the title of the book, The Charm yes. and the Dread, is working yes. on these two energies that are that are kind of the motors for language and kind of the the pathway and the, the desire of the poems themselves. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, they, there was a lot of sort of uh, logical, binaristic uh, thinking and... Um, and combinations, you know, four would four could be, you know, one and four, or or two and two, or you know, four distinct units. They they it, it, that kind of um, sort of fraction thinking is is very common in in Baroque um, music, and, and 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 I would say poetry too. You, you know, it's really cool along those same lines. Um, I love that you know you you got Chicanos talking about aesthetics at this level, but kind of like Roberto just said, um, you're also, you got the rascachismo in there, like, I'm hoping that when people hear this on 90.1 FM KPFT, because that's what I love about the station, is that you have got all these different ways to experience art, culture, etc. There's still a lot of raza that listens to FM radio. So uh-huh. someone's going to be tuning, and they're going to hear the word lana <laughs> in your poem. Yeah, <laughs> like lana. Wait, what? Yeah. Que I? <laughs> you know? I know. And there's a and in and in and in Mexico, there, there's a there's a way that they do with the hand, the gesture, right? Like you, you, you know. Do you remember that? Like it's just mm-hmm. you, you sort of for your listeners, you you make a what would that be like the letter C with your thumb and your index finger, and you sort of twist it to the right, drop it down a little bit, but do, do it so quick as to, that it's barely noticed. And it's just the, maybe it's the intent to do it that signals that we're talking about Lana. That's great. How about that for Baroque? Dang, I see the script. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. The poem is bold as well, because I mean, I think that you're talking about an aspect of Latinx culture that many, individuals, families, cultures don't want to address, which is colorism. 
And yeah. it's done in a way in which you're opening up the imagination and maybe psychosis mm -hmm. around it, but yeah. not but not not necessarily taking a particular position. That's but right. clearly right, but clearly that's this right. is something that's brought to the attention of the that's reader, right. right? Yeah, no, it's a it's a it, it it's an it's an irritant. You know, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a deterministic irritant. Another way, let me translate that. It's, um, it, gets under, it gets under the skin, if that's a little better. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, colorism, but also, um, you know, I, I wanted to sort of preempt, you know, um, uh, you know, Chicanos from, from going around and, and, you know, before they start, you know, screaming brown lives, yes, el otro. I, I wanted them to think really, really hard. Um, through through you know historical layers of, of of class and concentrations of power and wealth and what that really means, and and how does that mix with the colorism, right? I don't want just the colorism and just talking about that. I'm not interested in you know a few you know Latinx people you know making it to the top. That's that's not you know this glass ceiling thing. I'm interested in in uplift, um, you know, for for working people um, broadly. And so that's that's a different kind of thinking. And so and so the poem is a little bit of an irritant. It's meant to be uh, provocative somewhat, but I try to argue it through, I think. Between the happy talk and the blur. Yes. <laughs> and I'm going to resist leaning in because this is just one poem so far, ladies and gentlemen. So, of course, hey, students, if you're tuning in, you can go back, create a transcript, send it to us, but you can turn that in for a great paper in your literary analysis course.
And so that's what a Mannerbunde is. So this, 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 this um, poem is called Mannerbunde. Guns, shedfuls of them, you'll see, will not be the deciding factor in the big shift towards hemispheric autarky. No amount of rounds and clips hoarded in safes will rewrite labor laws that integrate Canadian, American, and Mexican biopower around a vision of itself protective economically, expansive culturally, interposed maps of watersheds, routes of produce, conduits of clean energy lasered in on healthy work and stable housing. The big shift doesn't require belly crawling sharpshooters, grown boy camps, manor bunda, sing-alongs, pining after dreams of becoming sovereign when all's entangled already, except not formally and equitably, set to a higher order, resource conscious, confident future, commandeering hemispheres, collective wealth, material, and psychic brave projection, bulwark against this anarcho-tyranny, faux nationalism, yacht excursion for winners and rigged outcomes, swamp monsters, becoming great again, promoting shedfuls of ammo, camo, grown-up boy, lingerie, boudoir, manorbunda, posing on towering trucks performing sovereign when all's entangled already, but on a wobbly base with side shows, gun shows, crouching, cowering, last gasps of sovereign kings, every man a serf owning nothing, not mineral deposits, not beds of technology, not downstream planning, education, cargo, material and psychic, oblivious to rising, Forces integrated, autarkic, prosperous, homelands to thrive in, where crotch 
grasping, gun-toting, enfeebled copes flicker out year by year as hemispheric power looks outward with straight backs towards other autarkic regions, working on integration of a higher order, looking outwards mindfully, negotiating globe's collective wealth, material and psychic, and yeah, a few museums of nation states and even kinky cosplay might be entertaining on occasion to remind us of the age of anarcho-tyranny and its camo lingerie, butlers on a leash, Mannerbunda. Dang, <laughs> that's poet of the moment. Uh, Rodrigo, I know you wrote that before, I mean, because you had to write it in time to get it published, et cetera, but it is of the moment, not Roberto. <laughs> Completely. I mean, I was just, just thinking about, for those who are encountering Rodrigo's work for the first time, I mean, every time I hear a different iteration of your work, Rodrigo, I always think that it sort of displays the, the anxiety and fear when we're sort of assaulted by all these voices about gun shows and sideshows, and you sort of inhabit these different voices of, of, the, of the moment, as you say, right? Uh -huh. And, yeah. and how, that, how does that make us feel, right? Yeah. In, this, in this cascading assault that, that, that the newspapers and the news and, yeah. and the media are constantly feeding yeah, us. Yeah, there's, 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 I mean, look, I mean, everybody filters things to some extent, but I think that um, you, this is, I think you're talking about a sort of demon, demonology, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like I, 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 I tip into it and, and let, and let, let some of that sort of very in the moment kind of thing, very zeitgeist you know, take me for around the block maybe once, but, but twice, I'm, you know, I, I know I'm going around the block and three times I'm, you know, I'm going to send that somewhere else. <laughs> so, um, so it's, yeah. So there's these uh, becoming conscious um, as you're, as you're writing and, and, and those, those poems, the, the manor and the one that I read before the Brown license are so thin you know, you don't know really what's going to come next, but it, it's a it's a very very quick little, you might say, new form of consciousness, and you and you pivot off that. And if you're on your game that particular day with your writing, um, you know, you'll come up with a pretty good frame as to you know, how to move through these spaces. I think that the idea of filtering and unfiltering is a good way of thinking about it. You know, the degree to which you and the, you use the word going around the block, which is kind of the idea that the 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 maniacal nature of it is that there's these repetitions, which talks about a certain kind of yeah, yeah. Uh, sense of personhood that that uh -huh. being surrounded by these forces activates. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's a little bit of a little bit of like the movie Groundhog Day, right? Also, <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, great. what I love too is this is a great argument on why poetry matters because folks are being inundated with corporate language, corporate thoughts, and, and this, this type of art just breaks that, shatters that. So that's, that's really exciting.
a great argument on why poetry matters because folks are being inundated with corporate language, corporate thoughts, and, and this this type of art just breaks that, shares that. So that's that's really exciting. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're experiencing Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say. We're coming at you at 100,000 watts and 90.1 FM KPFT, of course, through social media as well, and of course, on www.fox26houston.com. We are celebrating Rodrigo Toscano. He's got a new book out, The Charm and the Dread. He's reading some poems from that. We also have our dear friend Roberto from just down the block. Get to see him all the time. We haven't had a chance to hang out in person since the since this lockdown. But Roberto, you've got a new book coming out as well, right? I do. I have a book that uh, whose publication date is in two weeks on March 15th. It's well, do called... us a favor then. Yes, to tell us the name and read, it, read a piece from it for us. All right, excellent. It's called Why the Assembly Disbanded. And it's published by Fordham University Press. And that title, as I was recently thinking about it, for those of you who know a little bit about uh, English and American punk from the 1970s and 80s, it, it's a kind of spoof on Mark E. Smith of the fall, of the group The Fall, who has a, an amazing song called How I Wrote Elastic Man. And in a sense, I wanted why the assembly disbanded to talk about, again, sort of very aligned with Rodrigo's work, uh, the, the sense of, an emptying out of the current political moment. And I'll, I'll read a poem that also is informed by the Baroque in a sense. And it was the last poem I wrote for this volume that is simply entitled American Household. Here I'm untethered or else this American household is a shame for guest and resident alike torn asunder, immovable, unmoving, Horizon line before it closes on the embankment, which is too a slowing thunder. Whether cash and cake were meant for us, the undeserving is a frenzy of thought, an amusement from the spoils of corporation, able to outweigh the will unnerving all restraint from the madness or immodesty that coils each milligram back into the sky blue oxy addiction, McKesson Cardinal Health and Amerisource Bergen, manufactured for the painless end-to-end -end encryptions other plum for which we are to wait again our turn in line and still the others keep cutting ahead of us here the complected and other tongued asylum seeking assembly of the glad in ordinary deliverance from fear first tool in the plot that turns us into tyrants unspeaking yet another dream to make them do what in wakeful hour is lawless for us depraved and still deprived of power Wow, you know, it sounds great. We you know where the 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 prelude, the the beginning of your poem, is is sort of procedurally uh, similar to mine in a way. I found, um, except that that um, one 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 difference is that you you create rooms, you know, with right. with with your with your um, statements. And and in and you know and the, and and things fit in those sort of rooms of meaning, and you add things to that room. A couple sentences, a couple lines, whatever, and then you do a, a scene shift, you know, and then you establish an, another kind of kind of thing. It's very, um, um, you might, I, I would even say, like filmic to, to in some ways, um, your way of doing it. It's not. It, it, it's uh, it's not as the Latins used to say, just all furor loquendi, 
you know, it, it's, it's, it's a theory for, you know, for images and, and uh, something else. But, but I love the poem. It's, it's, that's my way of saying I love the poem. <laughs> no, scene, scene changes are very important to me. I mean, in a sense, the theater was really my first passion. And I do think of poems as a, just moods, that temperatures that then begin to shift. And I did know the one thing going into the poem that I did know is I, I had just read an article about the opioid crisis and the two, the three yeah. companies that I mentioned are those that were uh, among the most heinous off offenders. Uh -huh. Yeah, and it's interesting that you, 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 begin, you begin the piece by, for at least the way that I heard it, by declaring um, uh, either a, a spectator to, to your poem or, or, or a possible speaker, and that one you called the untethered. Yeah. Uh, and and so shoot, you know, once you're untethered, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're going to be moving whether you like it or not. In, in a little so, bit, I would like to get to maybe some of the um, identity issues you both touch on. Yeah, in a little bit, and then the other question too that I want to maybe get to, um, because I, the more I talk, I'm like, okay, that could be a whole hour show. This next one, the, the other thing is, what I love too is what people are experiencing before their very ears and eyes is the evolution of Latinx poetry, Latino writing, because lo que están haciendo ambos es totalmente, con todo corazón, and intellect Latino, but at the same time, very unique of, of our moment as well. Uh, but we'll get to that. That may be a whole one hour show as well. However, um, before we get to another poem, quick, I'd like to touch on, tell me about the metaphor of assembly. I mean, it's a, it's, it's one that, uh, that appears in it, it, just about every aspect of our life. But, but the one that I think that we, that we associate it with the most is precisely um, public assembly. The idea that, that, uh, that we have the, the right to assemble as citizens, um, the cover of the book is a is a 1909 photograph from the New York Public Library. That's a that's a, a, a an empty space. So rooms are again relevant. But the idea that we may have once been united in some kind of mission or goal or end result, and that that perhaps is not a possibility. Mm. Although I promise to answer the question in the very title, but of course I I, I refuse. Or I refute the possibility of answering why the assembly disbanded, if in fact it did, right? If it's a metaphor for, you know, sort of a, a way of sort of calling out the nation state, you know, mm -hmm. but without having to sort of inscribe it there, right? Since since it since it since what you're talking about, this other stuff is kind of ballooning in and out of of that space. You know, it's a this is a, this is also a Roberto a, a, a theatrical problematic that you figured out. It, was, it, it is like a theatrical problem, like you would have on stage, you know. Mm -hmm. it, it's very precise. When is that going to happen? <laughs> um, it even goes back to like I, um, yeah. even high school assemblies, right? Right. That, when did they, it, like they 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 finally disassemble at some point, or they they disband, right? And of course, yeah. um, it's all just That's about interesting though. Like, when, yeah, we, 
Why do people, yeah. So, okay, we can talk about why people, como una huelga, you know, a strike. And, okay, we understand. And we always look at the sort of upswing of assemblies. But we never pay close attention to, 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 to disassembly um, as being significant and, and telling of, of what the assembly even was. You know, part of it was actually inspired because I know so many collective art groups that have worked together. Yeah. From ASCO, the, the Chicano Conceptual Art Group from the 1970s, 1980s. Inevitably, when you work together with other people, as utopic as it might be, it, it, right. comes, to, it comes to an end, right? I need to talk about a little bit more about the rest of your trajectories to this point. And we're having a great night here with uh, three down vatos, just talking a little poetry, you know, and uh, celebrating Roberto's upcoming uh, new book. He's going to read from it right now. Gracias, man. Excellent. So this is the poem that gives title to the book, which is just a little bit longer than the, than the book's title. Or why the assembly disbanded as before. Hosanna in the borderline cinder block warehouse, as much applause as possible to collapse inside an ambulance now that conveys the intravenous bags and bottle holders, 27 stones from here to the Idlewild to the gun fields. It's a place you find automaton nurses who labor in green gray subterfuge in all over stripes, a round of punches to the lower jaw for my part in the main. So I get it now. I'm the chosen one for reassignment, face so altered as to beguile. This is enemy convenient, a purview suitable to very new cosmetic methods. Question is, the admin, diazepam, and other hypodermics, were they counteractive or now consistent with enough cases as to compel, compel canvassers to anticipate first signs of panic, sleepwalker antecedents, tray tables in upright position, crushed ice out of open mouth, air-conditioned ward, redolent of superstores and tattoo shops, or was it morphine sulfate in protocols applied to disable the congenital twins. Here's the world news. To junk science prizes, wax candy lips intone a flawless, if always accented sentence, the kind of talking from another world where my mother was Marlo Thomas and there were rival techniques contributed to the celebrity of my seven-sided disappearance. Or was that all my enuresis when I doubled in size as from her pocketbook, adorable, but already diminishing. Man, wow. of the moment. That's a, that's so I, I just sort of explain that uh, enuresis is bedwetting. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, those who don't know, Marlo Thomas was, a, was an actress uh, made famous in several 1970s and 80s um, sitcoms. It's heavy yeah. duty. She may be forgotten. Speaking of this assembling, we, yeah. you know, what happens when megastars are? So, yeah, when they, when they explode. Yeah, when they, when yeah, yeah like what, what, um, when, when, when superstars, you know, you drop down the list, so to speak. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I, I want to talk about both of your community uh, work as well, but also, uh, you both mentioned music. Um, I've heard mentions of Thelonious Monk. We've heard punk rock mentions. Uh, let, let's drop a few more songs that influence uh, you. Roberto, drop, drop a few 
other influential songs. I'll actually make it easy for you. I've created a, a, a Spotify playlist to my to my book of poems. No te creo, de verdad, that's cool. And part of it is, I mean, I've, I, the book has a kind of um, science fiction or speculative nature as well. That sometimes it takes place in, in these cosmos or in these worlds that are like our world, but maybe tangential to it. Um, so I've included a lot of Latinx or Latin American psychedelia, in, including some very interesting psychedelic bands from Brazil. There's a band called Bugarins that's really marvelous, and they're an offshoot called Guache. Um, some Tijuana Nortec. Um, it's just, these are kind of the rhythms of, that are kind of that that point to other worlds within our own worlds. Um, so that's kind of a couple of, of tunes that I that I can mention. How about you, Rodrigo? Wow, that was quite a trip. Um, the I just want to ask you a quick question about the psychedelic. Uh, was that is that neo psychedelic or psychedelic from back in the you know the late sixties? Mostly neo psychedelic, but in, in the case of Brazilian music, so much of it always points back to the nineteen sixties and seventies and what's called música popular brasileira, which is the the you know it was a fusion of samba and basically the Beatles, you know, early electronic rock. And it has that, the, the kind of uh, sonic space of altered states, warped sounds, but also very much informed by pop music and with a very much yeah. pop aesthetic. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I range, uh, you know, I would say, I would say very widely. I mean, I, um, I have a, I have a deep interest in, in, in not just, um, uh, uh, Baroque keyboard music, but specific um, decades in the Baroque, uh, like say between 1620 and 1640, that that period, I, I really listen to a lot. So, uh, like a composer there that I'm really fascinated by is um, Johann uh, Froberg, um, and uh, and his harpsichord music really compels me. And then I jump, I can jump now, I can jump all the way. To more modern, uh, you know, I was as a as a teen. I think Roberto and I had a very similar, and we've talked about this. I think uh, we were both very much attracted to punk and and what would be you know the different varieties of post punk in in Southern California, and and so you know I and then for me um, I jumped right more into sort of uh, one of those varieties of post punk was 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 mod or rather neo mod music, and of course like bands like the Jam. Or somebody that I really liked, and and then I was also very much into the two tone movement, the, the ska movement. So therefore, you know, I would go all the way back to the original ska, not of that period of the '80s, but like you know, Toots and the Maytals um, from Jamaica, and, and so I would really you know rock out on that stuff, original ska. And so, and also, you know, I like um, I, I, I like all sorts of music. I like I like jazz um, a lot. Um, I like uh, some of the 19th century piano music, um, early 19th century, Schubert, Schumann, people like that. Um, and then I can, and then I, yeah, and then I can go just really going back to my roots for, you know, the late, the late seventies, early eighties. And I, I, there's a, a ton of bands that I could name for you that I was into. Um, as a kid, I did like Norteño music for sure. You know, uh, this is, you know, when Los Tigres were, where they, where they were, um, I mean, really not known. They're, they weren't this superstar kind of stuff. I remember um, there were a lot of groups that were at their level in the 70s. Roberto um, Ayala, and actually some of those guys in the bands, they actually switched from band to band. So it's a lot like rock music, you know, 
you know, who's the accordionist, and, and you know, there's a lot of switching. But when they finally settled down and did their first Norteño music, I forget the name of the album was, but I actually had it. And, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's like the very, very first one. I don't know how I got a hold of it. But, um, but yeah, so I'm interested in all sorts of kinds of music. Because I know you've marked some pages, but let's also add a little adrenaline rush. We get, each will read a poem that responds to the other. Because you almost kind of did there, you know? Okay. So, uh, okay. so how about this? We're going to have Rodrigo go, uh, and then he'll read his poem, and then we'll bring in Roberto back in with his response. And ho hopefully, we can, let's go for, you know, a back and forth of four poems. 
I'm not even sure what this is called yet. Pero ahí vamos. Okay, no, no, está bien. Suena bien, suena bien. Okay, this is a little shorter than the other ones because to keep the rhythm going. This one's called Betimes, a Rhapsody for Activists. Betimes, you stall, and by stalling, rocket. Betimes, you're a dead, bored worker. Betimes, a devoted worker without deep purpose. Betimes, you're a thrill-seeking slacker. Betimes, a genius co-worker without peers. You chose this. You chose dialectical wreck sensational. You pounce toward direct intense unknown. You've sloughed off crooked nationalism. You've blown up indolence, on some occasions, eloquence. Who can Velcro on a plasticized red wig when you want it? Who can supply you a bronze lion future beast of victory? Betimes, you're a pre-pounce poet, posing as pouncer. Betimes, you're a post-pounce as twitchy-twitch. Not whatever. Never whatever, but this. You're a spectral socialist, savage. You're a spectral socialist, civilizer. You're a spectral socialist, dirt clawed on diamond. Who can futurize the people without the trademark? Who enacts fire canister hierarchical reform? Betimes you carouse and by carousing arouse. Betimes you're a hella, as y'all say, cat with his and claws. Betimes, you're a devotee to love slamming you to the ground. Did you really choose this gem? Art thou chosen? Are you ascending now towards free-floating domes in the sky? Have you handily sloughed off sultry stance nationalism? Betimes, nationalism offers services, left or right. Betimes, intranationalism show a way out for a fee. Who can hyperspatialize the people without coordinates? Who enacts supersymmetrical justice reform? You're a spectral socialist, bit actor. You're a spectral socialist, stunt double. You're a spectral socialist, diamond fleck on demon dung. Betimes, you rocket, and by rocketing, stall. Betimes, you stall, and by stalling, rocket. So cool, I'm gonna resist talking, ladies and gentlemen. This is our intellectual volleying of poetry. Roberto, take it away and tie it in, brother. You'll see why I chose this one by the time I get to the last line. Beyond reckoning. Admission here of my behavior to dissemble a story about the victors, my quarter moon and crossbar, my fact sheet, glossy chevron. I'm enabled in place as I never meant for Hamburg or Brussels, never Athens, no matter how I obliterate my evolving thoughts, concentric with the fragrances of clean and nearness to atrocity, a measurement of days and progress in terms of I too obtain in amazement, sometimes far, sometimes so in the urban sequence, inalienable begotten ever of the million chemical components, the color asphalt, tawny, chlorophyll, grizzle, I confess, I suspect, I unfriend a shy electorate with something notable like evidence or argument, something noble for the influx of learning my lesson in connection to belief in what teacher tells me with no mind to erasing my purpose. Why forfeit the cruelty of forms I accept, I concede, I allow, I discomfort, and are we now adjourned? Oh, hear ye therefore ghosts and guests in graphite, timely, untimely. 
Eso, enough time to tirate flores. Uh, Julie Pujol Cross said, beautiful poem, great. I don't know how they're doing it. They are firing volleys of poetry. Okay. Write the city. What's the point of New York City? Or for that matter, Calgary. Or any city on a hill. Or hidden far beneath the waves. Any city at any time. Any city planned or dreamt of. What's the point of males and females? What's the rub with transportation, movement of foodstuffs or the arts, distribution of new pleasures, or the same old ones year by year, making for a steady story? What's the point of stock characters, emotions bundled or spread out, arguments over arguments, escapes from argumentation, fantastical propositions, promises to extend a hand, What's the point of scheduling things all in tandem or at random through avenues, streets, and alleys, secrets secreted forever or spilled onto morning pavement, draining into holes seaward bound? Very cool, man. I, I, I'm going to resist talking because now we want more of poems and firing the next poem, Roberto. Delayed or modified, faculty of the animal inclined to action ever suspect or delayed, and then we modify the rule of law. Criminals encoding glossy accidents in the ether, all the granulated dashes, lunge and promise elongation, someone to justice attack and retreat, someone awed by the acuity of mood. Attunement by breeze in proximity to a world where hope and worry tussle with such twin attentions as time or trust for what impunitive terms was my entanglement. I have now the method for loss in the Republic, immeasurable world, it is all involving. Mm, and to close out this round, Rodrigo is going to put a nice bow on it. Listo, okay. bueno. All right, we're gonna go. We're gonna go um, um, maybe a, a couple centimeters um, above the biosphere, and then maybe we'll drop down, and maybe we'll go up again a little bit above it. Let's see. This poem's called "Clouds in Us." Can't believe clouds are on center stage again. Bloviations, how clouds shape up and stretch, make faces, puff up, darken and pee softly or raucously, friggin' clouds, meaning everything to hungry ancients of five minutes ago, mixed chalk with oil, twirling brushes, making clouds talk, sock puppets for dreams and hopes of healthy clouds, as if sick ones could even be. Here's a set of four, okay, now three, make that five clouds, we can agree, are non-numerical, Neither the Dow Jones nor S&P 500 tracks them, trades them. Nobody squawks about breakdown of cloud families, nor about clouds going back to school. We can all agree, no jobs for clouds, unconscious drifters. Wordsworth wrote, I wandered lonely as a cloud. Well, that's closing in on the matter, the will to flee, but not quite like I floundered, antsy as a socialist geek putting clouds on center stage for future ancients to riff off of, 
same mists descending to nowhere, meaning everything from drinking to cooking to bathing to bottling. Okay, guess clouds are tracked and traded, somewhat like human labor accrues steadily, hinting that some kind of cross-entity solidarity arises between clouds and us, demanding tribute and ritual like the scary gods of yore. Man, that was awesome. Like we, you rehearsed it. You know? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're celebrating here on Nuestra Palabra, Latino Writers Having to Say, a multi-platform broadcast. That was Rodrigo Toscano reading from his new collection, The Charm and the Dread. Felicitaciones, Mano. Great stuff. Really fun to read and, and so deep and intellectual at the same time. Y puro corazón. Puro corazón latino. Great and, anchor. No, mira. Part of the family now. We expect you back awesome. off. All yeah, right. Yeah. On your new collection just out, why the assembly disassembled, and uh, looking forward to working with you and hanging out with you often, amigo. Muy gracias, Tony. Un placer. Gracias. Hey, thanks for tuning in, everybody. This is Tony Diaz. I want to thank Roxana Guzman, who is our producer for our social platform broadcast. Also, Rodrigo Bravo, who mixes our show and audio for KPFT 90.1 FM. Mark Adri Pignon is our graphics designer. Robert Ortiz is in charge of our search engine optimization. Uh, Leticia Lopez helps us with music. And, of course, you dear listeners are always supporting us. Thanks a lot, and we look forward to seeing you at the arts.